the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with There's a Great Day Coming Manana. in the very sound of the name New Year's Eve. I wish I could see into the homes of our many listener friends tonight. In my mind, I can picture gay, lighted rooms, friends laughing merrily, music and dancing. I can see floors that are gleaming with a beautiful wax polish that say to all the world, there's a good housekeeper in this home. I can see tabletops richly polished with genuine Johnson's wax, windowsills, woodwork, and many other objects protected and beautified with this famous 50-year-old wax polish. And it makes me feel very glad to see these beautiful Johnson Wax surfaces because I know how much work will be saved every month during 1941. Because waxed floors, furniture, and woodwork are so much easier to keep clean. And so, here's to 1941. May it be a gleaming, happy, prosperous year for you. time of year, the Chinese have a wonderful custom. They pay up all their debts before the old year ends. Our two residents of 79 Wistful Vista aren't Chinese, but they've adopted this old oriental custom. And here, just as they settle up for the last of their bills, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. clear now, eh, bud? Ah, dear, no more bills hanging over. Not a single one, folks, except this one. When you sign this paper, your debts are refinanced for another year. <laughs> there you are, bud. Ah, oh, ain't this wonderful, Molly? All our eggs in one basket. Mm, something tells me we're paying more for the basket than we did for the eggs. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll find this a great convenience. For instance... Take this item for $500 for a radio phonograph you purchased at the Buns on no, the No, 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 no. Please, <laughs> Let's not talk about that. That's water over the, uh, over the obstruction, as we say on the radio. <laughs> well, we all set now? Yes, indeed, Mr. McGee. Now that we have a chapel mortgage on your home, your car, your life insurance, and your furniture, you have nothing more to worry about. Well, we'll try and make the payments promptly, sir. Oh, I'm sure you will. But any time you don't, you'll find me right at your door. <laughs> right at our door, eh? <laughs> well, we'll be seeing you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wolf. Good day. Isn't it nice to owe just one big whopping sum of money instead of a mere flock of big bills? Wonderful. I feel like I was walking on air. So it could be that I need a new pair of shoes. 
These souls are so thin I could stand on a phonograph record and tell you whether it was Jimmy Dorsey or Tommy Dorsey. <laughs> well, maybe we can squeeze enough out of the budget to get you a new pair. Oh, dear. What's the matter? Here comes Mrs. Uppington. Uh-oh. Get a load of that new fur coat. Yeah. I'll bet them little minks sometimes wonder why they ever get married and have children. <laughs> Say, if that's mink, there's many a magician that's pulled a fortune out of a silk hat. She's... Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? I don't Mrs. McGee. Hi, Uppy. Oh, how fortunate that I ran into you. I'm giving a party New Year's night. Oh, uh, that's tomorrow night, you know. And I want you both to come. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Uppington. Is it a costume party? <laughs> I imagine you would consider it so, Mrs. McGee. It's formal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mrs. Uppington. We get around a bit. And I have a new strapless evening gown I haven't even had on yet. It ain't have you had it on, Molly. It's can you keep it on. <laughs> you better fill your compact with glue before we go any Hush, closer. hush, dearie, hush. Okay, I'll keep it. Say, incidentally, you'd better get your tuxedo press. <gasps> oh, oh, please, Mrs. McGee. Not his tuxedo. White tie, you know. Oh, that's for me, Uppy. Nothing snappier than a dark blue shirt with a white tie. <laughs> oh, Mr. McGee, you are so amusing. <laughs> well, what's so amusing about a blue shirt and a white tie? Oh, oh, oh I get it. Huh? McGee, huh? she thinks you're forgetting your trousers. <laughs> oh. Dear Uncle Dennis, otherwise we should have 13. Oh, Uncle Dennis would love it. He'll be there with bells on. Bells on? Yeah. Oh. He jingles quicker that way. McGee. He never knows. Oh, Dennis is such an interesting man and so very handsome. Uh, tell me, is it true that he was once a model for Colorado? Yes, it is, Mrs. Eppington. Mm. Quite true. Yeah, he modeled for Colorado till the automobile came into style and ruined the harness market. <laughs> Don't let him give you that malarkey, Uppy. He never posed for ads. That was me. You? <laughs> what ads did you ever pose for, dearie? Why, when I was a mere child. A chubby little rosy cheeked child. <laughs> I used to pose for calendars. Remember that one of the little kid that had just been pulled out of the water by the big St. Bernard dog? Oh, yes, yes. That was always one of my favorites. Yes, so you posed for that, Mr. McGee. <laughs> yes. That was me. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. And who posed as a child? Oh, but never mind. <laughs> oh, who posed as a child? The old moose thinks that I'm going to stand for Say, McGee. Huh? Me Uncle Dennis will be pleased to hear he's invited. He doesn't go around much. His head does. And say, speaking of Uncle Dennis, what's that laying there in the gutter? What? Where? Oh, that's just an old piece of... Hey, look! A gold watch! Somebody must have lost it. Oh, it's a beautiful one, too. Hardly any thickness to it. I can carry that to Uppington's party. I expect to have a pretty thin time over there. <laughs> Boy, this is my lucky day. I can use a good watch like this. Oh, no, you can't. Huh? You'll find the owner and give it back. Don't forget, you're the president of the Chamber of Commerce. You can't go around stealing watches. Well, let's have it appraised. It's worth a lot of dough. I can resign as president of the chamber. And... Hey, don't talk like that. We're going to advertise for the owner of this watch. 
Now, here's the Wistful Vista Gazette office right here. Come on in, Mr. Hey, Bud, you the lost and found ad taker? Yes, sir. Are you lost? No, I ain't. I... Oh, you were found, yes. Did you find him, ladies? Well, the law reads that you can keep him for 30 days, and then if nobody wants him, and why should they? Why, you can keep him. That is, oh, unless you don't... Oh, for goodness sakes, keep quiet. We want to insert an ad about a watch. Oh, good gravy. Another watch. All I hear from morning tonight is watches and dogs, dogs and watches. Dogs, 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 watches, watches, watches. Why doesn't anybody ever lose a waffle iron or a bird cage? <laughs> You ain't mad at us because we come in here, are you, Bud? No, of course not. It's just the monotony of it all that gets me sometimes. Uh, do you want me to help you make out your ad? Are you an expert? Am I? Well, I see this gold star on my lapel. I won that. What for? For abbreviating ads. I can compress an advertisement into such a few words that it's absolutely meaningless. <laughs> well, now, we want this to mean something. We want to do the right thing. Well, sometimes the right thing is the wrong thing, madam. Do you know what happened to me when I was a little boy? I found $1,000 in a wallet, and I returned it to the rightful owner. He gave you a reward, but He gave me a slap in the ear for walking across his lawn. That's why I say keep the watch. Nobody will ever know the... I'll hear no more of this insidious talk. Now, you make out an ad for us, please. Well? Something like this. Found watch at corner 14th and Oak Street. Well, you don't need the word street. Just say 14th and Oak. Oh, that's right. We don't. Found watch at the corner 14th and Oak. You don't need corner either. Everybody knows 14th and Oak is an intersection. Well, that's true. Well, then say found watch at 14th and Oak. Owner can have. May have. Owner may have. Recover. Owner may recover. No, no, that's not good. Sounds like it's been sick. That ratted bud, quit button in, will you? Well, I'm just trying to help you. That's what I'm here for. Well, I was beginning to wonder. Now put this down. Found. Watch at 14th and Oak. Owner may have by describing and paying for this ad. How's that? Well, it won't take the peeulet surprise the literature. <laughs> However, you're paying for it. Do you want a box? Yes, I do, bud. Take off your glasses and no, I'll... No, no. <laughs> No, sir, I mean a box number. Or do you want your name and address on the ad? Well, just say, call or phone Fiver McGee, 79 Wistful Vista. Now, how much do we owe you? A dollar ninety-five. Here you are, bud. A dollar ninety-five. Oh, gee, thanks. Hey, gee, I just took in a dollar ninety-five. A dollar ninety-five? Yeah. Wonderful. Now we can go to press. Hey, boys, let
I imagine the calls will start coming in any time now. Gee, I, I hope nobody shows up to claim this watch, though. I see it's beautiful, isn't it, dear? Not only beautiful, it's smart. Most intelligent watch I ever saw. Intelligent? Yeah, look, it's got Arabic numerals, a Swiss movement, and keeps time in English. Uh. <laughs> Come in. Uh, Fibber McGee live here? I'm Fibber McGee, bud. Well, I came to claim the watch I lost. Can you identify it in any way? Oh, yes, I can. It has my name on it. What is your name, bud? Hamilton Boulevard Waltham of Elgin, Illinois. <laughs> well, we're sorry, sir. This is a long genie with a light brown hairspring. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Does that watch keep pretty good time, dearie? Search me. According to that clock on the dining room wall, it's pretty fast. Well, that isn't a clock. That's a barometer. Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I thought half past cloudy was a little vague. <laughs> hey, oh, well. hey, Fibber, Molly, did you find a watch? Yes, we did, Mr. Wilcox. Now, don't tell me, Harlow, that Look, you... did you find it at 14th and Oak Street? Yes, we did, but, but what? did you find it about 11 o'clock this morning? Yeah, but you'll have to... Well, look, just before 11 o'clock, I jumped a puddle at the corner of 14th and Oak. Yeah? I was in a hurry, see? Yeah. Because yeah. I was giving a demonstration of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat at one of our dealers. Oh, you mean you think this watch well, fell out? Well, look... I dashed over to this dealer's store to show them how glow coat is so quick and easy to use and requires no rubbing or buffing and tries to a mere light polish in 20 minutes or less. So I was really hurrying, you see. Uh, look, Harlow. As the cannibal said when he tasted the soup, you're a fine broth of a boy. <laughs> but if you want this watch, you got to describe it to us. Oh, the watch isn't mine. I had mine at the demonstration because I remember I noticed that the glow coat dried to a grand hard polish in exactly 18 minutes and 12 seconds. And they ordered three carloads. So it just goes to show how useful a good watch can be. So I hope you can keep it. Well, so long now. <laughs> Someday we're going to be in a situation where Harlow can't tie up a sales talk with it. I wonder what he'll do then. I know what he'll do. <laughs> he'll be so mortified he'll lay down and bang his head on the floor. Only it won't hurt the floor because he'll see that it's been protected with a beautiful coat of Johnson. <laughs> well, I hope this is somebody else that hasn't lost a watch. Come in. Oh, hi, bud. I suppose you can... Hey, ain't I seen you somewhere before? Mm, quite possible. I came in to claim the watch you found at 14th and Oak Street this morning. Can you describe this watch? Oh, certainly. It's a gold watch. Arabic numerals and a second hand. No barber chain, round stem, 17 jewels, Swiss movement. So shoot the Gruen to me, Bruin. I'd rather not trade your right, bud. I'll just make out a receipt. Wait a minute. Hold on, McGee. I know this man. Huh? He's the man at the Gazette office who took our want ad this morning. What? We showed him the watch then, don't you remember? Oh, well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. But I always say, now let me see, where's my next stop? Oh, yes. Lady found a diamond necklace. If I don't have better luck the rest of this week, I'm going to start asking for a salary. <laughs> Dirty jipper. He'll never get anywhere with that crooked business till he gets sense enough to wear a false mustache or something. <laughs> of all the shady... Oh, another one. Hello? Yeah, we found a watch. In the gutter at 14th and Oak. Huh? What do you mean, we... why can't we mind our own business? Why, you big... Hello? Hello? Who is that? Business manager of the Street Cleaners Union. <laughs> Doing, hmm? Oh, hi, little girl. Oh, we're just sitting here watching for watch wanders. What you want? 
Uncle. I thought maybe you'd like to come over to our house and play with my electric train. <laughs> no, thanks, just the same, too. But I wouldn't deprive your father of that pleasure. <laughs> oh, he isn't playing with it anymore, not since he blew out the fuse. Oh, I see. So you want me to come over and locate the short circuit? No, I want you to come over and locate Papa. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry I can't make it, sis, but i got to hang around here. What else did you get for Christmas besides the train? Oh, I got a lot of things. So. A pair of skates and a suitcase and a molly dolly and... Hey, oh. hey, hey, wait a minute. What's a molly dolly? The kind that says heavenly day. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you wang a lot of kringles? Well, I got a new game, Dad Rabbit. Ah, 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 Now watch your language there, sis. This is a family program. What game are you talking about? Dad, rabbit, I told you. Now, just a minute, sis. You don't seem to know what I'm driving at. What are you driving? I'm not driving anything. But you just said... No, sis. But I heard distinctly, say. But I didn't. Look, little girl, how about going back to the beginning, huh? All righty. Ready? Okay. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hello, little... No, no. <laughs> All I want to do is find out the name of the game, Dad, rabbit. That's it. What's it? Mister, I've been trying to tell you all along the name of the game is Dad Rabbit. Huh? Oh, come now, sis. There's no such game as that. There is, too, I bet you. Oh, no, there's not, I bet you. Oh, yes, there is, I bet you. Oh, well, how do you play it? Well, everybody gets a card with a lot of numbers on it. Yeah. And then a man starts calling out these numbers, and everybody puts beans on his numbers, and pretty soon one of the players says, Bingo. And then everybody else yells, Dad, Rabbit. Goodbye, <laughs> Mr. And a Happy New Year. The King's Men sing the winter song. Oh, a song by the fire, pass the pipes, pass the bowl. Oh, a song by the fire, with a skull, with a skull. Oh, a song by the fire, pass the pipes, the pipe. And the cup is at the lid. 
Molly's claimed the twat for quite a while, Molly. Looks like it's mine, all right. Not for 30 days, dearie. Huh? After all, you... Here, here, stop tapping on that crystal. Oh, this don't hurt us. It's an unbreakable crystal, so you... Chuck, I'd have swore that was an unbreakable crystal. When did you become an expert on watch crystals? Took a course in the chemical structure of glass once. You see, the thing that makes a crystal breakable or unbreakable is the microscopic arrangement of the little molly cobbles. What? <laughs> you mean molecules? I do not. A molecule is an old-fashioned handbag. <laughs> That's a reticule. Go on, a reticule is when you make fun of somebody. <laughs> now you're thinking of ridicule. I am? Then what's a mollycoddle? A sissy. Well, and I was right the first time. This crystal is a sissy, it never would have broke. <laughs> I guess I'm going Oh, there, McGee. Oh, hi, Gildersleeve. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What's this I hear about you finding a valuable watch? Yes, we found it at 14th and Oak Streets this morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. Been advertising for the owner. Show it to him, dearie. See, Gildy? Yeah. Crystal's broken. McGee just did that. He discovered that the molecules are mollycoddles. He did, huh? <laughs> you know, I'll bet that'd be very funny if I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> Look, McGee. You bent one of the hands when you broke the crystal. I did? Which one? The second hand. Second hand from the right or from the left? Just the second hand, you dumbbell. <laughs> that little tiny hand. Oh, there. Here, let me straighten it for you, McGee. I've got a steadier hand than you have. Oh, yeah? Your hand shakes like a grass skirt at a stag party. <laughs> I'll do this myself. Lend me the loan for your Boy Scout knife. Okay. I always was a whiz at fixing watches. McGee is part Swiss, Mr. Gildersleeve. He is? Yes. When he was a little tiny baby, they always used him to bait mousecraft with. Aw, quit your kidding. Can't you see I'm doing a delicate job here? Now, let's see. If I take out this little screw on the side... Wait a minute, McGee. Huh? Now, this is no place to do a job like that. Take it out of the dining room table so you can keep track of the parts. Oh, that's a good idea. Look, boy, if you're so afraid of losing part of the work, why don't you go sit in the bathtub and take it apart? (laughs) Oh, my goodness, what a silly idea. (laughs) It is not a silly idea. It is, too. It is not. Quit arguing with my wife, Gildersleeve. She says to go sit in the bathtub. That's where we'll go sit. Well. Uh Uh-oh. Excuse me. 79 Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Yes. Well, can you describe the watch? Yes. No. No, no, that's a very... No, no, that's not a very good description. I'm sorry. Didn't they describe it accurately, Mrs. McGee? No, they never said a thing about the crystal being broken or the second hand bent. (laughs) Just another faker, I guess. Well, come on, Gildersleeve. Let's get in the bathroom. All right, McGee. Oh, boy. This ought to be fun, eh? (laughs) Better take off your shoes, boys. I don't want that tub all scratched up. Okay. Okay. That's all. After you, McGee. Oh, you first, Gildy. And you sit in the front end, will you? It makes me dizzy to ride backwards. (laughs) Why don't you get a bigger tub? There. Now make sure the drain pipe is stopped, will you, Molly? Too bad Mr. Wilcox isn't here to put the plug in. Here's the watch, and the jackknife, and two hairpins. Now go to it. Uh, 
You're a comfy pal? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I hope to goodness this isn't a violation of the Wagner Act. What do you mean, Gail? Oh, you know, laying off the hands and closing down the works without notice. <laughs> you get it, folks? I said... Ain't funny, McGee. I didn't say it. Well, you would have if you'd have thought of it first. <laughs> Sit still now, Gildy. Now, let's see. I take this thing here and take this... Oh! <laughs> What's that, McGee? Search me. All I've done was to pry up a little on the face of it. Oh. Like this. I just... Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That lovely, beautiful watch. My goodness. I haven't seen so many wheels since the mill made the covered wagon. <laughs> <laughs> McGee, let's play wagon train, huh? <laughs> Isn't this fun, though? Say, oh. hey, wait a minute, boy. I think the hot water faucet is leaking a little. What you say, Molly? I said... I think the hot water faucet is leaking. Oh, that. Well, shut it tight, Molly. We don't want any water to get on these delicate parts. Oh, oh I'm sorry, boy. I'm really sorry. I must have turned it the wrong way. That's okay, Molly. Nobody got wet but Gildersleeve. Don't mind me. I never saw a watch get his face washed before. <laughs> Quit giggling, Gildersleeve. Huh? And get your foot out of my pocket. Oh. Now, let's see if I unscrew this little... Oh. <laughs> I'm certainly glad this isn't my watch, McGee. <laughs> hey, you know what we've been doing wrong, Gildersleeve? What? McGee? We've been starting on the wrong side. Yeah? We should have took the back off first. The back. Oh, goody. Let's try it, huh? McGee. I love to see the springs jump out. <laughs> well, here, Molly, you hold the back cover, will you? Certainly, dearie. You want me to get in there with you? Well, <laughs> might be a little crowded, Mr. McGee. As it is, I keep banging my head against the soap dish. <laughs> oh, that's okay, Rocky. On you, that ivory looks very good. <laughs> oh, heavenly day. McGee. Huh? Mr. Gildersleeve. What's the matter now? Look, there's an inscription inside the back here. What? There is? <laughs> Imagine that, McGee. What's the poor staff's name? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the inscription says, Happy New Year from the boys at the factory to our beloved boss, Rock Morton T. Gilders. <laughs> Before Fibber and Molly return, I'd like to suggest one more resolution for you during 1941, and here it is. To save work, to save your linoleum floors, resolve now to do away with floor scrubbing. Resolve now to protect your floors the easy modern way with Johnson self-polishing glow coat. Continuous scrubbing ruins linoleum. Glow Coat protects it, makes it last longer, keeps its colors bright and fresh. And in a bargain, Glow Coat takes practically no work at all. It needs no rubbing or buffing. Just apply and let dry. And in 20 minutes, your floor is sparkling with beauty and is easy to keep spotless. If you haven't been using Glow Coat in 1940, try it in 1941. And once again, may I wish you, on behalf of the makers of Johnson's Wax and Glow Coat, a happy, useful, and prosperous 1941. Say, Molly, next time me and Gildersleeve get in the bathtub to fix a watch, remind me to have that leaky faucet fixed. <laughs> That's a good idea. Three drips in one tub is too many. <laughs> oh. Well, have a good time tonight, everybody, but drive carefully. Good night. A happy New Year to you, and good night, all. (laughs) 
This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Many of you are going out in your car tonight. Before you take the wheel, take a good look at the finish and ask yourself why haven't you given your car a beauty treatment with Carnew, Johnson's sensational new auto polish. Carnew, you know, actually cleans and wax polishes in one operation. In half the time it used to take, Carnew will make your car sparkle, will make the finish easier to keep clean. In fact, you'll agree with others who say your car looks like new when you use Carnew. This is the National Broadcasting Company.